0: God bless you, everybody. We pray God's blessings upon you, and we're glad that you have joined us here in the sanctuary at Bright Temple on this Lord's Day. This is a day that the Lord has made, and we want to rejoice and be glad in it. I pray God's blessings upon you and your household and your family. I pray that you're living encouraged. I pray that you're living with faith and great expectation in the year 2021, where it is our impetus, where it is our drive, where it is our purpose to simply go forward. Can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this, your people. Lord, who are listening to the sound of my voice. Lord, we pray as we venture into your word that you will speak. Lord, hide me behind the cross and Lord, you present yourself to your people administer your word to the hearts, the minds and the spirits of your people, that they may be encouraged, that they may be strengthened, that they may have the courage to go forward into this new year, that they may be blessed, that they may be, know that, Lord, they're not walking this walk by themselves, but Lord, in all things that you are with them. Lord, that they are here for a purpose. They're here by design, Lord. They're not here by accident. Lord, you have divine purpose. You have divine will sewed up in them. Lord, you have an investment in them. And Lord, even if they are drawing breath right now, they have purpose. They're alive for a reason. Everything that they've gone through, Lord, has mattered. Everything that they've gone through, Lord, has not been wasted. But you're using it to make us into who you desire us to be. So Lord, we say thank you, Lord, for another day. Thank you, Lord, for purpose, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for considering us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us in our right mind, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for breathing life into our bodies, Lord, and life and spirit into our purpose, Lord. We thank you for your spirit that abides with us, Lord, that we don't have to walk alone, that we don't have to walk by ourselves. Lord, we thank you even for our loved ones who are here with us, Lord, we thank you for the courage and the strength to walk through this life. Even in the middle of a pandemic, Lord, even in the middle of everything that we're dealing with right now. Lord, we've learned to trust you. And Lord, we believe, as the songwriter said, you didn't bring us this far to leave us right here. We've come through for a reason. We've come through by your hand. And it's only by faith and your grace and mercy that we can take another step. And right now, Lord, as we encounter your word, allow your word to correct our path. To put aside our own passions, to put aside our own designs. And allow your word to show us the direction that you would have us to go. David said, let thy word be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And may it be done so. And Lord, we ask above all things to all that are listening that they may not leave this experience in the same way in which they came. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you. We're going to the word of the Lord. We've we've said for 2021 that our theme is forward, simply forward. And I pray that you're thinking forward, you're living forward, your faith is forward, your movement is forward, your design and your heart and your mind are all in the forward direction. Which brings me to our passage for the day in 2 Kings chapter four, we'll be considering verses 18 through 24. Again, that's 2 Kings chapter four, and we will be considering verses 18 through 24. And the word of the Lord says, and when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. And she called unto her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. This morning, we're continuing in our theme for 2021 forward. And we're taking from this particular passage the words of this woman, which said drive and go forward, drive and go forward. We want to talk to you from this passage as it relates to us having the impetus, us having the motivation, the vector, the direction, the the motivation to go forward, to move in the direction that God would have us to go. To seek what God desires from us. To see how our current situation and where we are now, how it lines up with God's purpose for our life. How we need to be ready for what God is trying to do for us. How we need to make sure that our purpose is not only in the right direction, but that we have the adequate motivation to do what God said. Because God has put us on such a time as this. That means your time is right now. Don't, you're not waiting for the future. You're not, you're, not waiting for, you're not waiting for a certain event to happen. You're not waiting for your ship to come in. But I'm telling somebody right now, I want to encourage you that your time is right now. Your time is now. What are you waiting on? Some of us were waiting on so many things we're we're saying when I do this or when I'm here or when when I'm there or, or, or when I get this or when I have this amount of money or when I'm in a certain place in my own life. And let me talk to somebody right there, because that is nothing but a trick of the devil who tells you that you need to be in a certain place in your life to achieve what God has told you to do. It's the same trick he uses for us as it relates to salvation. He says, well, you need to get yourself together. You need to get your life together. You need to stop smoking. You need to stop drinking. You need to stop cussing before you go to church, before you get your life right with God. That is nothing but a trick of the devil to delay you from receiving what God has for you. God has it for you right now. We must use the time that we've been afforded at this moment. Tomorrow is not promised to you. Why am I waiting to walk in my purpose tomorrow when tomorrow is not promised? Why am I waiting to witness on tomorrow when tomorrow is not promised? Why am I waiting to get saved on tomorrow when tomorrow is not promised to me? I must live for God today. I must pursue my purpose today. I must go after God to get today. I must give my life to God on today because tomorrow is not promised. I cannot urge you or encourage you more on the importance of right now, on the importance of this moment. Sometimes God in his wisdom, he causes us to be, to speed up that which we have been told to do. And some of you are in a situation like that right now. You know you're supposed to do it, but then God sends along some circumstances that force you to do that which He has already told you to do. Let me say that again. Sometimes God allows the circumstances of this life to impact us in such a way that it forces us to do the things that God has already told us to do. It's like going to the hospital. Sometimes you go to the hospital, you hadn't had a, a checkup in a while. If, you get, if, you have to, if they have to call the ER for you and you have to wind up in the emergency room, you're going to get that checkup. That's forcing you to do something that you should have already done. Sometimes that's God's way of doing the same to us. He allows emergency circumstances to come into our life to force us to do things that he's already told us to do. Forcing us, forcing our hand to move more quickly. And sometimes we, we, we say, that's oh, that's the trick of the devil, that's the trick of the enemy, the devil came and did this, the devil came and did that. We give the devil too much credit. We, we assign to the devil more power than he truly has. He doesn't have the power over those things. God protects us. He God has a timeline for us. God has constructed a hedge about us. And there's only so much that the devil can touch anyway. Certain things occur in our life because of our flesh for which we need to take responsibility. It was our fault. And then there are other things that God allows into our life to put us back on the path that we need to be. Sometimes, for the sinner man who has not received salvation, sometimes God allows them to experience a near death experience. God allows them to confront their mortality. And when they are confronted by their mortality, they begin to realize, they look at the clock, maybe I don't have as much time as I thought I did. Maybe I need to get my life together today. And that word is for somebody right now. You are contemplating your place in God. I'm telling you, the time is right now. Here we see that in our text. The mortality of this young man makes the situation all all the more urgent. The young man who, many days, they probably didn't even think about his life. They took for granted that he would live. They took for granted that he'd be around. And then all of a sudden, he gets sick to the point that he dies. And then all of a sudden, it becomes an emergency. It causes them to change how they behave. It causes them to change how they act. For those of you who are not familiar with the story, this Shunammite woman, had been promised a son. And it's important that you understand that this Shunammite woman had been promised a son. This was a son of God's promise. A son of God's promise. If you look earlier in the text, she had been so attentive to the man of God that God spoke to the man and told him to tell her about this time, according to the time of life, you shall bring forth a son. She didn't ask for it. It's something that she desired in her heart. But the man of God spoke that over her life. And as he spoke that over her life, nine months later, she's pregnant and brings forth a son. This was a son of promise. And I need you to understand that because when God promised you something, you got to treat it a little differently. She didn't ask for it. She she, she wanted it and desired it. Didn't even say that she prayed for it, but God promised it to her. And when God promises you something, there are certain things that stay with you. Certain things, you you, you need to be focusing on it, but I need to let you know it's going to be with you. It's there. It's not going anywhere. Because God has put that on you. God has promised you that thing. It's there for God's purpose. And the only thing we have to do is make sure that we use it for God's purpose. But nobody, no human, they, can t- they can't take it away. Because God imprinted that upon you. God is the one who, who's the one who gave it to you. God promised you that thing. And this woman understood that, yes, my son has laid in my lap until he died. But I want you to understand something. This is something that God promised me. He promised me that I'd have a son. So what did the woman do? She took it upon herself. The Bible doesn't even record, and you can differ if this theologians may differ here. The Bible does not say that she even told her husband. She just told her husband, I need to go see the prophet. The husband then asked her questions. He's like, why do you need to go? It's not new moon. It's not Sabbath. It's not the normal occasions where you would go to see the prophet. Why do you need to go see him? She does not explain. She just said she, she tells him to get my transportation ready, send a servant to go with me. And she said in verse 23. It shall be well. It shall Be well. Then in 24, she says, Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, Drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. She had purposed in her heart that the resolution to her problem resided in going to see the prophet. I want you to get that. Before she even left the house, before she even took time to explain what she was doing to her husband, when he asked about why she was going, she said, it shall be well. Because she had resolved in her mind that this situation is going to be all right. But one thing that I'm not going to do is I'm not going to stay here in this house. It's not going to be well as long as I stay in this house. But for resolution, I have to go to the man of God. I have to go tell God about this situation. But I want you to to understand the character of this woman. I want you to understand what she did. She took the son in after the husband had, had sent him to her. Goes into the mother. He lays his head down on his mom. And his mom, her mom, mom has to sit there and watch her son die in her lap. Aren't many people who understand how that might feel. Not people, many people can know the emotions of that moment. To see the son that you've been promised, the son that you've been begging for, the son that you've desired for so long all of your life, your dream lies it, hits its head down in your lap and dies. And I'm speaking to somebody right there who feels that. In 2020, seems like your dream was alive, but during the course of everything that happened, it seems like your dream laid its head down in your lap and it died. I want to speak to some dreamers this morning. I want to speak to somebody who had purpose, and they see that purpose fading. I want to speak to somebody who's no longer as encouraged as they used to be about what they're doing. I want to speak to somebody right now who feels like they've lost their purpose. Seems like they had it at one time, and they had great energy towards that purpose. They had great zeal towards that purpose. But it seems like they've lost that zeal for their purpose. I want to speak to somebody who's lost their zeal for God. I want to speak to somebody who, even on your job setting, you used to love the job. You used to be encouraged by the job. You, you, it, it brought you purpose. It brought you life. But all of a sudden, it seems like you've lost your zeal. You've lost your sense of purpose. You've lost all of the motivation that you once had. And it seems like somewhere along the line in 2020, your dream, your purpose, your desire, your zeal. They all laid their head down in your lap and you watched it die. You watched it die. And that's exactly what the, the emotions that this Shunammite woman was dealing with. The thing that she prayed for her dream had died. But early in the story, early on, I find out where the woman of Shunem's head is. Because after the son dies, what she does not do is panic. And I'm telling somebody today, this morning, you think your dream, your purpose, your zeal has died. I want to let you know, don't panic. Many people have been in your situation. Many people have felt like their purpose has died. Many people have had to start this thing all over again. I give you the story of Elijah. Elijah, maybe the greatest prophet of Israel. Elijah got so discouraged after Jezebel sought his life. That he went down into the the wilderness and laid under a juniper tree and said, Lord, just take my life. I'm so discouraged. I want you to take my life. And I really want to speak to somebody who's right there. You feel like your purpose has died so much, your zeal is gone to the point that you don't understand what your purpose for living is. I, I, I want to speak to you right now. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm living I don't have any, I don't don't have any motivation. I I used to get up for things. I, I used to have energy for things, but I no longer have that. I want to speak to you right now. Elijah was at that place. And while he was at that place where it seems like his purpose had died, his zeal had died, even his desire to live was no longer there. I want to speak to you. Because in the middle of that, God sent an angel to minister to him. And I want to let you know that God will send an angel in your direction. It may be not be a spiritual angel. It may be a physical angel. It may be a word that you hear from the Lord. To come to minister and encourage you in your situation where you are right now, where you feel depressed, where you feel anxious about each moment, where you feel like you're lost. God sent an angel to minister to him. And you know what the angel did first? The angel fed him. And I need somebody to get it and I need some some Christians out there who are trying to witness to somebody right now. The angel fed Elijah. The angel brought Elijah actual food. Because sometimes to that discouraged purpose, who doesn't know what their purpose is, who who has lost their zeal for life. First, you need to administer to their physical needs. You may need to feed them. They may need a little money in their pocket to understand how to go on to the next moment, how to go on to the next day. You may have to literally administer to their earthly needs first before you talk to their spiritual needs. Because it's hard to get somebody to accept Jesus when their stomach is growling and they're hungry. As Christians, we have to be in tune. We have to be ready to administer to the physical needs and to someone I'm speaking to right now. Maybe your physical needs. Need to be ministered to. And I and I I, I dare you right now and I challenge you to pray to God that God send an angel. It may be a human angel. It may be a church member. It may be a missionary who will come minister to those needs. I want to let you know that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. That's what he does. So the angel administered to the physical needs of Elijah and fed him while he was there. And then afterwards. God came to him. God came to him and said, Elijah, 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 why why tarriest thou here? Why are you staying here in this place? Why are you staying here in this moment? And I need to talk to somebody right now. Some of you right now, your, your physical being is in 2021, but your mind is yet in 2020. It's time to go forward. He was telling Elijah, you cannot remain here. You cannot stay here. And then I, as as an inquisitive person, I began to question God. Why did you need Elijah to get up? Cannot God turn my situation around wherever I am? Could God have not ministered to Elijah right there in the place where he laid under the tree? Why did God need Elisha to move? Why did he need him to move? Well, I'll tell you this. And this is why I, I'm, so, I'm so prayerful that God help us through this pandemic, that he moves us through this. As an educator, I can tell you there are some children they learn best in the classroom. It's just they simply need to get out of their house, they need to change their milieu, they need to change their environment so that their mind turns on to learning. Some of them at home, home is for play, home is for rest, home is for chilling out. Some of them need to come to the physical building of the school because it puts them in a different mindset to be ready and accept the learning that is about to take place. And sometimes that's what God does. He moves us from a place of desperation and takes us to a place where we're more likely and in tune to hear what he's trying to say. He's changing our environment. And when God changes your environment, that's like God changing the soil. i heard a preacher say sometimes, you need to make sure your soil, your environment is important. Your environment is so important that Jesus preached about it. When he talked about planting the seed, he said he tossed some seed and it, and it fell amongst the soil, the rocky soil. He, pl- he tossed some seed and it fell amongst the thorns. He tossed some seed and it it fell in, in shallow soil. He tossed some seed and it fell in good soil. So he's saying the future of the seed was going to be determined by the soil. The future of the seed was going to be determined by the soil. You might be a good seed, but you're in bad soil. I want to get you that? You might be a good seed. You're so worried about being a good seed. But you may not be in good soil. Shared before you can be the greatest seed you want to, but if you as long as that seed is sitting on the shelf, it's not growing. You need to take your seed off the shelf. You can throw as the best seed you can and throw it on, on concrete. It's not going to it's not going to grow because it needs a better environment, because it needs good soil. And I'm telling you right now, it's important who you surround yourself with. Your environment is important. Even God himself was saying to Elijah, as long as you remain in this environment, under this tree of depression, of failure, of suicidal thoughts, what I'm about to say to you will not take root. So he said, I need you to move from this environment of bad soil so that you can go to a place, a better environment of good soil so that it can take root, so that it can grow in your heart, in your spirit, so you can take hold to what I'm trying to say to you. Yes, it's important to be a good seed, but make sure as a good seed you're surrounded by good soil." Because you cannot grow or your growth will be be studied. Your growth will be choked out by the thorns. Your growth will be shallow if it's among the rocky ground. If you don't surround yourself with a good environment for your seed to take root. God called Elijah out and took him to the mountain and then he sent the he sent the the fires. He he sent hurricane force winds. He sent the earthquakes. He said all of that, but then he spoke to him in a small voice. Just to remind Elijah. No matter what you were feeling under the juniper tree. I'm still with you. God is with you. And I need to tell somebody right now, no matter what place you are right now. No matter what you're contemplating, no matter your suicidal thoughts, no, no matter your thoughts that you don't have purpose. I want you to know you have purpose. You have design. God is there for you for a reason. You're not in this thing by yourself. God is reminding you that no matter what you feel died about yourself in 2020. God said, I'm still with you. This woman, the actions of this woman let me know that she knew that this was a God thing. This was not a personal thing. This was something that I have to turn over to God. So when the sun dies in her lap, when the dream dies in your lap, when your motivation dies in your lap, the first thing this woman did is she picked up the body of her son, the empty shell that was laying in her lap, the carcass of your dream, the carcass of your motivation. She picked it up, took it upstairs to the room, and the bed where the prophet would lay. She put it in. He put this body inside the room where the prophet would stay with her. Put it inside that bed. Put it inside his room. And then she shut the door. She shut the door. She put the body, the dream, the carcass in a place where she knows that God's spirit had been. She put it in a place where she believed that God would move and was able and fully capable of resuscitating those things that are dead. Martha told Jesus, she said, if you you had come before Lazarus had died, you could have healed him. But Jesus said, woman, I am the resurrection and the life. You're dealing with somebody who doesn't, I'm not confined by death, but anything that appears dead, that seems dead, I can bring that thing back to life. This woman of Shunem, she took the carcass of her son, the, 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 the elements of her dream that had seemed to have died and took it to a room where she knew God had been, where she knew that there was nothing that was too hard for God. This woman knew that God could turn this situation around. So after she takes the carcass of her dream. the room of the prophet and shuts him in that room. She walks out and tells her husband, I need to go see the man of God. Her husband asks why. And she says, it shall be well. Those are powerful words. Those are words of faith. Those are words of determination. Those are words of encouragement. I want you to notice how the language of this woman changes. She says to her husband before she leaves and arrives at the house of the prophet that it shall be well. Then as she's on her way, she tells the servant who's driving her. She said, drive and go forward. Drive and go forward. And I'm telling somebody right now, in your mind, in your heart, in your spirit, whatever laid in your lap and died in 2020, I'm telling you right now, pick up yourself like Elijah. Get your things together like this woman. Get on your horse, get on your donkey, get in your car, in your mind. You need to move forward to the place where God knows He has something waiting for you. And I need you to understand going forward, God has something waiting for you. God has something designed for you. But even though your body is in 2021, your mind is laying in 2020 under the juniper tree there with Elijah, discouraged, disheartened and contemplating suicide. You need to get your heart and your mind out of the juniper tree of 2020. And walk up to the mountainside of 2021. I need you to go forward like this woman. She said, go forward. And she said, don't drive pretty just because a woman is on board. Don't walk it slow so I won't be hurt. Don't don't walk slowly just so you don't injure me or so you, I, 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 I might not be in comfort. She said, I'm ready to go through the discomfort. And I need somebody to understand you've been through discomfort, but God wants to drive you forward out of your discomfort. He wants to drive you forward because as long as you're stationary, as long as you're looking back, you're going to remain there. To get out, you have to go forward. The only way out is forward. The only way out is forward. Somebody hashtag that. The only way out is forward. That's where God is taking you. That's how God works. I told you, our, our mission scripture, Philippians three thirteen and 14, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching to those things which are before, I'm pressing towards the mark. I'm driving forward because what God has for me is not behind me. It is in front of me. What God has for you is not behind you. It is in front of you. So you have to go forward. It's not behind you. It's in front of you. the best of what God has for you. is not in your past. It's in your future. And I need you to grasp it and go after it. The reason you're stationary is because you think your best has already happened. The reason you're you're not moving is because you're reminiscing over how it used to be and you think it'll never be better. But I came to tell somebody, I came to minister to your heart, I came to speak into your life, that the best of your life, the best of your destiny, the best of your purpose is not in your past, but it's in your future. You need to drive and go forward into what God has for you. This woman recognize. I want you to get this because there, there's some conceptual things you need to gather. When she left her house, she left death behind her. I need you to get there. When she left her house, she left death behind her. In fact, she literally shut the door on death. She shut the door on death. She saddled up and left death behind her. And she went forward. She went forward. And this is what she did. She left death behind her. She saddled up and went forward. But she put the carcass of her dream, the carcass of her purpose in the place in her house where she knew God was because she said, if this can come back to life, only God can do it. And and I need somebody to get that because somebody, let me speak to this. Sometimes we talk about recovering all. God does not always desire us to recover everything. There are some things that God intentionally severed in 2020 that we should not desire back. Some relationships that died, God wanted it to die for your own purpose, for your own growth. He severed that on purpose. But notice this, anything that you have that is dead, if you lay it before God, if it comes back to life, it's his will. If it doesn't, God wanted that thing to die. God wanted it to die. She laid it at the altar and believed if it it be God's will, it will come back to life. But if not, I still have to go forward. Remind you of David. Remember David, when he slept with Bathsheba and God strongly condemned him through the prophet Nathan. Nathan. Nathan the prophet told David the son that has come forth out of your adultery, that son will die. You know what David did? David prayed anyway, sat clothed and ashes upon his head, laid down prostrate, did not eat, fasted and consecrated himself before God, praying for the life of that child. He would not eat. But then when the child died, David got up out of his place, washed his face, took off the slack and ashes, put his robe back on, started eating again and went back into the king's chamber. Why? Because the thing that he laid before God, he prayed for it, but it still died. I'm telling you, there are some things that God allowed to die on purpose. But anything that died, that you lay before God, if he desires it to live, I want to encourage you, God can bring that thing back to you again. God can bring back your zeal. God can bring back your purpose. God can bring back your zest for life. God can bring back your faith. God will let you know that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's not God's desire that I live sad, that I live depressed, that I live in anxiety, that I live in fear. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, anything that God promised me, anything that God gave me, anything that God said, I shall have. Even if it dies, I'm gonna lay it at the altar of the Lord and God will bring that thing back to life. He wouldn't have promised me that and not bring it back. I came to tell somebody some things that God promised you in 2021. You're going to see those things come back to life. You're going to see your purpose revive. You're going to see your zeal restored. You're going to have more joy. You're going to have more strength than you've ever had before. Many of us know the story. She went to the house of the prophet. The prophet sent his servant Gehazi out. Gehazi asked of the woman what was wrong. And we know at the end, the, the prophet prayed over the boy. And the boy came back to life. But I just want to challenge you with this point. Things that the God promised her, he brought it back. And I'm telling you right now, in 2021, God's going to do the same thing. Some things that died in your lap in 2020. Things that God promised you. He's going to bring those things back to life in 2021. But the unshakable thing about this story is the faith of this woman. The beautiful, astounding faith of this woman. It shakes me when I think about it because I pray, God, Lord, help my unbelief. I pray that I have the same faith that this woman had. She left her house. Notice the verbiage. She left her house and told her husband, it shall be well, it shall be well at some point in the near future, it shall be well. But then when she arrives to the outskirts of town, she has not even gotten to the home of the prophet. The prophet has seen her and sent the servant out to meet her. The servant goes and asks her the questions: is it well with thee? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And to every single one of those questions, she answered, it is well. It is well. It is well. Not it shall be well, but it is it is well. What was the difference? The Bible says that where she was in Shunem to to where she, she found the prophet was a drive of about 15 miles. What happened in the course of those 15 miles to transform her language from it shall be well to it is well? She did the only thing that she knew to do she took her problem to God. That's the only difference. The only difference. She knew as soon as she spoke those words, as soon as she came to the outskirts to reach the prophet, not even the prophet, she was talking to the servant of the prophet. She said, as soon as I explain and turn this situation over to God, I don't have to say it shall be well. I can declare emphatically and declare in peace and power and faith and with great expectation that it is well. It is well. I'm not waiting on the future, but I'm declaring by faith as I have done the only thing I could do. I went forward and I turned it over to God And I know now by faith that it won't be well in the future. But by faith, right now, it is well. So let me go back to the person whose dream died in your lap in 2020, whose purpose died in your lap, whose zest for life, whose zeal for God died in 2020. Do what the woman of Shunem did. She laid the carcass of that thing in the place where she knew God had been. She drove forward, leaving her emotions behind, leaving her anxiety behind, leaving her depression behind. And when she knew she had spoken her problems, where they would reach the ears of God. She stops saying it shall be well. And the same for you. When you lay that thing down before God's altar, when you take it through the throne of grace and give it to him, your faith should be quickened. Your verbiage should change. How you speak about that thing needs to turn around stop saying it shall be well and believe by faith in god that that thing that i have declared that thing that i have spoken in jesus name it is well share that with somebody it is well it is well it is well I'm moving from my place of frustration and pain. I'm moving from my place of anxiety and depression. I'm moving from the place where the thing that I desired and prayed for died. And I'm driving forward into my future where I have laid everything before God and I can declare that it is. Well, can I pray with you? Heavenly Father, Lord, Lord, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, I thank you for your favor and your consideration. Lord, I thank you for speaking things into our lives. Lord, not only that, but forever you speak into our lives, you will maintain it. You will sustain it. Sometimes you allow circumstances to come to us, to remind us of the urgency of the moment, to remind us of the importance of right now. But when we lay the carcass of that thing before you, when we submit it to you, when we give it over to you, Lord, we can trust you and speak by faith that you will revive that thing. You will bring it back to life. You will restore. So all we have to say in our heart and believe by faith is that it is well. Help us to live with that faith. Help us to live with that determination. Help us to live with that sense of purpose. That whatever you've spoken over our lives, it shall be done. And say emphatically that it is well. Lord, there may be someone today who's not saved. Can I pray with you? Just raise those hands wherever you are. Say, Lord, I am a sinner. I have fallen short of your glory. And I'm sorry, Lord, for all of my sin. Please forgive me. Lord, wash my heart. Wash my mind. Wash me all over, Lord. Create within me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ was crucified. He died and was buried, but rose again with all power in his hand. And today, I claim him as my Savior and my Lord. Jesus, come into my heart, and I'll make you my Savior and my Lord. If you say that prayer by faith, if you say it with commitment in your heart, then you are saved. You are connected to God. Why don't you also connect to a body of believers? Find a local assembly of believers, even virtually, that you can connect with, that you may grow in God. If you wanna connect with us here at Bright Temple, all you have to do is text 66866, text Bright Temple, those words together, Bright Temple, no spaces, to 66866. You can connect with us virtually and become a member of our church and our body of believers wherever you decide to join or wherever you connect, we pray God's blessings over you and your life. And to each of you, we pray God's blessings and favor over you in 2021. We're praying that you go forward. We pray that you live with expectation and faith and the carcass of anything that had died on you in 2020. I pray that you present that to God. Believe by faith that he shall revive that thing and know in your heart and in your mind that it is well. It is well. Be blessed. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, Just look for Bright Temple in the two line, and in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.